Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not happy and Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures, as well as news, reviews, articles, and, of course, the Misfit Faction store, where you can represent your favorite, your second favorite, a podcast you listen to. And make sure you guys reach out to us if you guys are going through any of our social media. You can find us everywhere. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and I am, I'm excited. I'm so excited because A, I haven't done an interview in quite a minute. Like it's, it's been a little while. For those of you guys who don't know, I'm going to pull back the curtain a, a wee bit. When we started doing interviews, we did about 500 interviews all at once. So I had this great back catalog of, of interviews so that's why if you would listen to the show, you'd hear me do an intro and then do the episode. So it got to be a little too much. And I think today, today's guest might actually relate to that to a point. And it got to be a little much and I had to scale it back a little and we started doing more topical stuff because that was the original intention of the show. We just got very lucky at an opportunity to, to talk to some amazing people and we're still going to talk to amazing people, including tonight's guest. But uh, you're going to also see a lot more topical stuff now. Tonight's guest is, or today's guest, depending on when you're listening, because it's tonight now, but it may not be tonight later, just in case you guys don't know time or concepts. But anyway, this is a guy who I have known now for a few, well, scratch that. I've known him for a long time, but we've only become friends in the last few years when we started working in the same building. And immediately, as soon as he found out that I was into some nerdy crap, we we started clicking. And I think at the time he was doing a little bit of YouTube, but now he's also in the podcast game. You've heard us mention him before. He's the biggest fan of Fan Feedback Friday as well, and that's our friend John from Hey Pal, What's New? John, how are you tonight? I am just wonderful tonight because I'm home. <laughs> it's the best part, right? It is. I, I love, my wife's like, wait, she came home from work. She's like, wait, I thought you were doing the podcast. I was like, yeah. She goes, I didn't think you'd be here. I was like, Honey, it's, it's called Zoom. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because Zoom like revolutionized podcasting. And in all honesty, a lot of times I prefer it because it's the same thing. Like it's it's convenient. It's a lot easier. And also I have the studio at my house. So whenever we want to record, everybody's coming over. You got to actually clean, make it look nice. My wife goes, put on all the smell things. I was like, the smell? And she's got like 42 electronic candles and scent things and I was like, all right, now it just smells like 19 different scents all going on at once. Well, yeah, that the my my co-host on our podcast, he him and I used to live together, so he's used to the smells. So when he comes over my house, he's like, oh yeah, and we go in the basement, so it's nice and easy. I got our little studio down here. He's got one at his house. I think you've heard us refer to it. You know where we are when we refer to the triple C is my house. Mm-hmm. My, he used to give out the address, and my wife's like, why is he why telling is he doing that? where we live? <laughs> And then, you know, his his house is, is over in Maya Pack, so he just says, we're in the pack. I'm in the pack. I love it. So for our listeners who aren't familiar, John, tell us a little bit about your show. So our show is called Hey Pal, What's New? It was an idea I had, you know, a couple of years ago because 
Now, my co-host and I have been friends since middle school, so we've been friends like 35 years now. We don't always get to see each other. We don't always get to hang out. And the idea was, let's do a podcast where you and I just sit down and talk about what's going on. And we we long for those days when, how did you discover a new movie? Someone went and saw it and told you about it. How did you discover a new comic book? Someone was reading it and said, you got to read this. And same thing with music, any form of entertainment, it was word of mouth. So we decided we'd create a show where we share these things that aren't in the mainstream that people would might know about. Talk about movies, TV shows, people might or might not be watching. Just to share things that we've found and we kind of get a little obsessed sometimes with those things. Greg is like me. It's like he finds something he likes and he's like all in 100% and it becomes his obsession. And that's kind of what happened with the podcast. We started just like, let's hang out and do this. And then it was, let's buy some equipment. Let's buy some cameras. Let's buy nicer it's microphones. funny how that works. I don't know what you're talking about. And and now I'm like in my basement in this room I have down here that I've soundproofed. I've put up soundproofing blankets. I upgraded everything it's my wife thinks i'm crazy but it's okay that's fine my wife thinks i am too even though she's been on the podcast like my my wife as we re affectionately refer to as producer melanie even though her <laughs> producer credit is really at this point just putting up so it's it's funny you say that because my wife as supportive as she is because she also has a, a book page on instagram and hers blew up like she did a great job on it she's like she's close to a thousand followers i think on it which you know it's not like the most amazing thing, but like our, our Instagram page has like 200 followers. Now, now what's her book page for? Does uh, she read books and talk about them? She was. Yeah. She's taking a little bit of a break from it just cause she's also going back to school, which is, you know, and as I'm sure you can imagine quite an adventure in itself. Is. Yeah. So our good friend, Dara Berkowitz set her up with a great program though. So uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Half tuition for an online. Her, yeah. That's nice. Master's that degree. Darren and I are doing some uh, staff development stuff for conference day. Oh, so exciting. On uh, cybersecurity basics. And then I'm going to come in and I'm just going to kick the computer and walk out. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, so she was doing uh, mostly book things like posting pictures okay. of books and like, like self-help type stuff. But then it just, with everything, jobs and, you know, school. And if she's like, I need to take a break. I was like, take a break. Nothing wrong with it. So, you know, especially considering I have, I faced the dreaded podcast burnout myself yeah have you we, we kind of do sometimes but that's why we don't even think twice when it's like like last week not this week this past week the week before you know greg was just like i need a timeout man i just need to like unplug get away and i guess his way of getting unplugged and getting away was him and his brother and his sister and his mom all went to go see hall and oats i mean and they spent the weekend in jersey at the concert and hanging out and he came back. He's like, I'm good to go. So we, we don't think anything of taking a week off in the middle here and there. Just being like, we're not going to meet next week. We're just going to do our own thing. Right. So now for your show, you guys don't, you guys talk about a lot of different things. Like it, it's always a little bit different. And my favorite is when I get on the, when I finally get on the live shows and I try and comment and all that stuff. Cause you guys are really good about doing like, you'll go on Facebook live and you'll do all those things. So how do you guys think of your topics, though, for your show? Is it just random? No, it's it's actually not. It's more of going through like a lot of shows, just what news interests us and trying to move a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, more away from doing news stuff, because I feel like when you do news, 
if someone listens to your show three months from now, like, what is this? So talking about music and TV, and it's like whatever TV shows, and I watch a lot of TV, and I watch a lot of like, I'll watch the first three episodes of a show and be like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not watching anymore. It's garbage. And then we just share it with each other. Sometimes, <clears throat> you know, we do those like, like late to the party episodes. We're planning some of those. Like I had never seen Red State. So, and a little, I just watched it. So we'll talk about that this week on the show because he, Greg couldn't believe I'd never seen it being a huge Kevin Smith fan. I was like, it's just not in that, you know, the view askew universe, the, the view askew. Askew uh, universe. Yeah. Well, it's the funny because I don't yeah. We talked about it off air. So like right. we, we did it like a, we just kind of, we were, Hey pal was new kind of <laughs> yep. to begin with. That's and, what the show is. And it's funny cause we, we talk about Kevin Smith and if you guys, we've done cinematic adventures episodes on Kevin Smith, I would love to interview him, but he talks like nobody's business. Oh yeah. He, you answer. You ask one question. That's the end of the show. Seven hour show he's got, but it's funny cause he's one of those directors. And I think on cinematic adventures, we want to do an episode like about our favorite directors you know, right. just kind of talk about their work, their style. Kevin Smith, we, you and I were talking about what makes him relatable and what makes him like us. And I, you said something interesting. What, what did you say about uh, Kevin Smith off air? Well, I, I watch his movies and I sit there and I'm like, I, I could do this. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that I love about his stuff is, A, it's relatable because I'm the same age as him. I've been through everything. He's like a lot of the stuff he's done, working at a convenience store, a video store, hanging out in the mall, you know, just a lot of relatable stuff in his movies and even his horror is like got that same goofy kooky cheese ball sense of humor that I love. I mean, you watch a mo- who thinks of a movie like Tusk where they turn a guy into a walrus. I mean, no, he's got the other movie that's supposed to be coming out. Right. He wants to make called uh moose jaws. Yes. It's jaws with a moose. I'm all about it. We were talking about the, he made a movie called Kilroy was here. Mm-hmm. That was about this like serial killer based on the Kilroy character from World War II. Used to they the thing they used to paint on the sides of the planes yeah, and the yeah. ships or whatever. And it's nowhere to be found. It was supposed to be released as a non fungible token. Why anybody would buy that? So dumb. Um, I can't. You know, that, I saw somebody craze. say that. That shows how out of touch he's getting with like you know things at this point that nobody cares about nfts and i'm not yeah i know those kind of disappeared just like uh, omnicron but for me like with kevin smith i i hate that he kind of he's really kind of stuck in the view skewerverse where yep. like if he doesn't have jane silent bob in a film people are like oh what's going on like jersey girl's not bad it's not something i'm gonna throw on on a on a saturday afternoon but no. red state same thing not bad like i enjoy i enjoy his work but I remember when he got onto Supergirl, everybody was like, oh my God, Kevin Smith's directing Supergirl. And he directs his episode, and I think it was called The Runaway Dinosaur. And everybody's like, oh my God, it's one of the best episodes of The Flash ever. And I had to sit there, and I had to pull myself out of that because obviously I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I was like, he got a script that was already written. Like, he, all he did was, directors just bring out the emotion. Like, even like the camera work is a lot of other people. And he even said that himself. He said, he's like, I don't do it. They, I'm director name only. You get in there, and these people are such a well-oiled machine. How they do everything, mm-hmm. it's like you're showing up. He's like, I'm, but just buying donuts for everybody. <laughs> I'm just he, the name, yeah. Yeah, he he admits he's like, I don't do any. That show runs itself. Mm-hmm. And directors, like, like I, I said, directors are just supposed to bring out like, hey, this is what I want from you in this performance. He did an inner. He did a show. I want to. I can't call it a show because it was like. It's like a two-hour special. He answers one freaking question. One. Yep. 
And one of the things is brought up about one of our least favorite movies, or at least one of my least favorite movies, Cop Out, where he talks about uh, Bruce Willis. And this is before everybody knew that he and Bruce Willis didn't get along at all. Right. But he he talks about how he wanted him to do a scene, but he wanted to do it as his character from Moonlighting? Moonlight? Right. Moonlighting, yeah. Uh, yeah, Moonlighting. And David Addison. <laughs> so he, what? Uh, Bruce Willis goes back and does the scene as that guy, and he turns and he looks, that one's for you, Kevin. And that's the take that they ended up using because that's the director's job to bring out. So for me, like talking about now, we're talking about The Flash because you and I have had some of the weirdest conversations about superhero properties. Yeah. So there's a lot of those that I gave up on. So that that's them. where I was going with that. You told me that you like, you just told our audience, you're a big TV guy. Oh, I love TV. Let's start with superhero TV. Give me, give me some thoughts. Give me some. What are you, what are you watching right now? What do you, what did you give up on? Let's see. I gave up on. Is Legends of Tomorrow still on? Got canceled. See, I gave up on that. I gave up on Flash. Every, I mean, I tried to push through. I tried to hate watch the last season of Arrow, and even that was a tough one. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why I'm loving like the Marvel universe because they're giving you content and even oh, the DC universe even more so their their TV Marvel's good it's fun it's polished it's yay coloring book nice but my preference I'd rather watch DC TV shows really oh everyone wow I know that I don't know I thought it was my pacemaker for a second I was getting nervous no no let me uh, I can't even mute it but uh, all the Doom Patrol yes and and the trailer for the new season is even more intriguing we talked the other day about even stuff like Pennyworth mm -hmm. watching Pennyworth I'm loving it because I'm like you start seeing that this is the guy who really made Bruce Wayne into Batman right he's completely responsible and you watch like you know Lucius Fox give Alfred this thing he's like just shoot it up there and a thing and it's a the grappling gun. Mm -hmm. He gives him a grappling gun. And Alfred flies up. He's just like, oh, it worked. Huh, that's funny. I didn't think it would work. You know, you, know you watch him evolve and you start to see all those traits that, you know, they're, they're Easter eggs, of course, of like, this is a Batman nod and all that stuff. But you're starting to see why he is not just Bruce Wayne's butler. He's his friend. He's his trainer. He's his surrogate father. It's funny because like we've seen a lot of different Alfreds, and you and I talked, especially after the Batman came out, about. Yeah. I, I know I had mixed feelings on Andy Serkis. I just feel like he was underutilized. Yep. And I also didn't like the "You're not my dad" as I wipe <laughs> off my eyeliner. All right, Bruce, your hair's in your face too. Emo Bruce. Emo Bruce was rough. Like that. If I'm ever gonna complain about the Batman, like that actual movie, it's Emo Bruce. Yeah. And like people defend it. I'm like, how do you defend this? I'll defend it if in the second movie he's trying to create his polished, you know, like Bruce Wayne. Because say what you will about Christian Bale's Batman, he was really good at here's my Bruce Wayne persona, here's the yeah. show for everyone, so nobody ever thinks I'm Batman. Right. Everybody probably knows that Bruce Wayne's Batman in this universe. But anyway, I I really enjoy the Alfred Bruce Wayne dynamic is always one of my favorites. It's one of the longest lasting comic book relationships. Our friend Rob is always pushing his forks and spoons or something crossover between Jarvis and Alfred. Like that's oh, the, that's the comic book he would want. That would that I'd read it. I, I'd be all about it because Jarvis was also another Alfred before he turned into Paul Bettany's silky voice. Right. So for me, like I haven't watched Pennyworth just because I think it came out on Epics first. Yes. And I didn't have epics, but now I got to check it out. Cause I also, I gave up on Gotham. I, I will say though, with, with Pennyworth, it's like 
season two gets into this really weird, like British politics thing going on that you're like, what the hell is, is going on here? What is this about? But I kind of look past it for everything else that's going on in the show. Right. And then season three just raised the bar. Because right now, season three, I think we're three episodes in, and you're starting to get all these weird villains that are being made that are kind of like the rogues gallery, like uh, a substitute rogues gallery. Right. Now, this is people. when they, they moved it to HBO Max. Yes. Okay. So you're getting that like with Doom Patrol. They're not afraid to do things. And another one of my favorites, Titans. Titans I mean, is so good. I think it comes. the new season starts like in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited. All of HBO dropped their little, you know, HBO Max trailer thing for a company that's like cutting everything to release a trailer touting all the stuff. Well, that people were afraid out. when when HBO and, and Warner Brothers started cutting people. People were afraid that Titans and Doom Patrol and all these shows that are, are really good were going to disappear. And now, unfortunately, I don't know if you started reading any of the reviews. The review embargo got lifted on on uh, Black Adam. Oh, it's probably really bad. Rotten at 47%. I don't doubt it, and I, I think that's being generous. So I, I have did, mixed did feelings. They not, did they not see the Scorpion King, King? But see, the problem is, and this isn't a problem because obviously I'm a big DC guy, and I know you and I have, yeah. have had our conversations. I want DC to do well, so I'm, I'm going to go see this movie. I'm excited to go see this movie because Dr. Fate looks friggin' awesome. Okay. And there is going to be a Superman cameo, so I'll take it. But, you know, and Dwayne Johnson just has this this force about him. So even if the movie's not good, I feel like it's going to be one of those movies where 47 critics score, 98 audience score. Yeah. It's going to be one of those. And, like, Rob and I have had a lot of discussions about movie critics. And Sean, too, on Cinematic Adventures. Like, is are movie critics really the voice that you need to hear right now? No. Rob used to be a big fan and he, of Lynn Ebert. You know, the, the thumbs up, yeah. thumbs down, guys. But I, I never I never go into a movie after reading the review with the review in my head. No. At least I don't I try even read the review. I, I honestly, I'll look at Rotten Tomatoes, and I'll look at the critic score, and I'll look at the fan score, mm-hmm. and, real think, and I'll figure, okay, probably somewhere in between closer to the fan score is what I'm going to think of it. Because also, your critics, or even guys like us, we look at things like, all right, what's the plot structure? What's the character arc? What's the... We look at a lot of different things about what makes a movie. Right. Or, excuse me, makes a film, quote-unquote, but then some people just want to go see a movie. Yeah. And if I'm going into something, I, I some things I'll just go into going, okay, this is mindless entertainment. Mm-hmm. I don't need, like, the... Act one, act two, act three. I don't need any of that. Just give me entertainment for two hours. Like Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick was just pure entertainment and fan service. Oh, a little bit. Oh, (laughs) don't tell me. It was okay. I, you know, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon of, you know, they're ripping off Star Wars. (laughs) They did, but they're ripping off Star Wars. I was waiting for them to be like, oh, they have a laser that could destroy a planet. Wait a second. Hold on. It's a trap. Wait, who's that guy? Don't don't worry about him. But for, uh, it, yeah. I mean, it was fan service. Like I enjoyed, you know, things like I really enjoyed seeing Val Kilmer on screen again. Oh, so you know, sad. That was probably one of the best parts of a Blunt Man and Chronic reboot. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, Jane Silent Bob reboot was, you know, Val Kilmer in there playing Blunt Man. And what's her face? Melissa Bonoise playing right. Chronic. I can't. I can't. Again, I mean, he performed their wedding. <laughs> he officiated their wedding. I'm like, 
that's the best. But so all right. So we talked a little bit about TV, and obviously we talked about movies because that like that's our conversation half the time when we're right. at the you know when we're at work. But let's go back to your podcast because I have the unique perspective that I remember when you came up to me and it was like, I think I'm starting a podcast. Yes. Because for the for those of you guys who don't know, the day like the day we launched our our store on our website, yep. John was like the first one. He's like, I got a shirt. Yep. And he's and I support every well, that's one of the things Greg and I talk about is like it's cause we we really want to build not just a podcast, but we want to build I don't want to say a brand, mm-hmm. but a a a group. And we don't want to limit like we've got someone new possibly coming on to our little we're 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 rebranding ourselves from from GBR Studios because mm-hmm. that makes it seem like you're just in a studio and that's all to uh, what we we've coined a sack of sin entertainment. Yes, I love it because my buddy Justin lives in Jersey and one of his businesses that he does is he calls himself the New Jersey Picker, and he goes to yard sales and buys stuff and then goes home and values it and then puts it up online or he'll take like he'll buy stuff at a yard sale and then go to comic-con and get it autographed and then turn around and sell it for more money right so that's kind of what justin does and he does his little he does a little videos like look if you want we'll put you on with what we're doing you'll have your own stuff you'll do your own thing we'll just we'll cross promote you and we also want to move into things like local bands there's Mm -hmm. just too much we look at local music and there's too much competition with local bands trying to like push each other out and screw each other over. And it used to be, you know, four bands rented out the Italian American club. And we're like, we're going to put on a show and yeah. we all kick in a hundred bucks to rent it. And we charge five bucks at the door. And at the end of the day, we just split the money. Mm-hmm. And there's not any of that. It's like, Oh, the chance is like, well, here's 20 tickets. You have to sell it. And then after you sell 20, you get $2 for every ticket you sell after that. It's like a, a scheme and we miss the days and that's what we want to get back to is like organizing maybe little shows where, you know, people can come and see bands and like no name high school bands can just, Hey, you want to play? We'll put you on the list. You guys will play early. Cause you know, you got bedtimes <laughs> and you put them on early. they bring 20 of their friends and then leave. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice if you can get them to stay around and listen to other bands music. That's the whole goal, but you've got bands cross promoting each other and trying to help each other out instead of trying to, fight each other for the same piece of the pie which is kind of what you have in the podcast world you either meet up with people who will want to help you share your podcast and you help them share and you support them they support you everybody supports each other or you've got people who are like screw you i'm not helping you you're my competition but i find more of the the previous it's a lot more of people who are like hey i'll just mention your podcast so people listen to it just give us a mention it's Mm -hmm. like that sounds great and if it gets you two listeners, it gets you two listeners. Yeah, it's, it's better than going to Fiverr. Or, or even worse, you get the bots. The bots. Oh. So I remember, like, we're we, we're huge in Japan. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> huge in India. But anyway, so for those of you guys who aren't sure what we're talking about, so when John first started his show, for some reason he asked me for advice. I don't know why, because our show has gone through so many ups and downs and waves. Like at one point, and that's we had, why I know it's it's been a wild ride and. You know, it's it's fun because like we were podcasting years ago, took a huge break and then started it back up. And around the same time, John was getting ready to start his show. So we got a chance to kind of, I don't want to say collaborate, but just bounce ideas off each other and just right. kind of, it was something, an, another, another facet to our friendship, which it's like John said for podcasting, it's either, it's either people love to support podcasters, like podcasters supporting podcasters 
Yep. Or the opposite where, you know, people are like, well, you're doing this stupid, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's ever going to. It's weird because like. They put you down in hopes that you'll just give up. Mm -hmm. And podcasting is one of the most interesting hobby endeavors, I guess. There is potential to make money and there's potential to make it into a career. But nowadays it's, it's not just podcasting. Like you have to do so much more. You got to do the social media. You have to have like all, I mean, we, Greg and I talk every week when, when I'm doing the type ups for the episode information, it's like, all right, what hashtags are we going to throw in there to just get ourselves on a list somewhere? Mm-hmm. Cause that's what it is. The hashtags get you recommended just based on the hashtags that are in your stuff. Well, what I and just that'll recommend you to other people, what I just learned today. And I'm telling you after years of podcasting. So we have a YouTube channel. We don't really use it. We let Podbean, which is our host site, just kind of upload. Apparently, having just a static image with audio lowers yep. your algorithm down to the point of almost non-existence for people to search for you. Yep. Yeah. Wild. I had no idea. Which is funny because we, as you know, we stream live usually on Thursday, Friday nights at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Friday night, 7 p.m., which is, I think, the same, around the same time you guys record the other show. On a good day. But we get more, we don't get a lot of views on that, but the clicks and views on that one are always a lot more than the audio one that Podbean pushes out for us. So they both go there, and that one always gets more. And I'm now I'm learning it's because it's not just an image, it's live video, and that gets you higher on the analytics it's so wild like you know our most popular episode on youtube which our sin city episode wow we have no idea but for some reason that one episode thousands of views uh maybe it's sin probably i think people vegas we but we we still can't figure it out and we didn't even notice it until our friend Brendan, who, for those of you guys, if you've listened to our show, you know Brendan from the Blind Bat 8719 YouTube channel. Right. I always have to say it in my <laughs> Glad head. Glad you got first. it right. I, see, I can. It's Rob that can't do it. He has so much trouble with It's just the numbers. But he was the one who pointed it out. He's like, you know, you guys have a video with like a like 2,000 views. I was like, no, we don't. He's like, yeah, you do. It's your Sin City one. I was like, now you're just messing with me. Well, Well, sometimes it is also just chance because i have a video on youtube that's on my personal that has 4.7 million views Mm -hmm. and it's because it's called evil baby and it was at that time where that video of the little kid who would be laughing he'd be like ha 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 and then give the serious face and just kept (laughs) going through that and it was like kid with evil face and when you searched evil kid it just got thrown in there with it so we got four million views just from that that's awesome i mean greg's greg's got a song on spotify that's got i don't know what the number but it's a significant number of listens because the name of his song is the same as the name of a what the heck is that girl the woman singer who she's really really oh god you can do this i believe in you blonde can't keep a boyfriend mariah carey no Taylor Swift. Taylor Taylor Swift. Oh my god. He's got a song that I I think he's got a song that's got the same name as a Taylor Swift album. So when people are searching it, his song comes up and they click on it and go, oh no, that's not it. But But they they clicked on it. Still clicked on it. It's wild. Just getting people to click. Social media in itself is just such a crazy adventure. Like we we go through it on the show all the time. All right, well, when's the best time to post? What are the hashtags? What are this? What are that? And for us, we have three shows. So like 
it is at one point job. It is a full time job. And I'm lucky that I get a little bit of freedom, especially in the mornings to, to kind of put things together. And it's something to kind of start my day off the right way. But man, podcasting, when I first started listening to podcasts, all right, so this is, this is going way back. You remember the show Heroes, right? Mm-hmm. So I was a huge Heroes fan. Like I loved it. The first season is still, like I will still, if you're a superhero fan and you have not watched at least the first season of Heroes, you're missing out. Don't, yeah. don't watch Heroes Reborn. But uh, I typed in Heroes on, I think like iTunes because I wanted to download an episode and I saw there was something called the 10th Wonder Podcast. I was like, what the hell is this? So I click on it and it's a podcast about, and it does each episode. Like they, it's a group of guys. And that suddenly, that opened up everything for me. I found another podcast called Starkville's House of L. It was a small, okay. it was a Smallville podcast. Now this Smallville podcast got so famous at the time that on one of the DVD bonus sets, they are, their guys are actually featured on it. Wow. And this was like when nobody knew what podcasting was. <coughs> Like I still have to, I don't have to explain podcasting as much as I ha- I used to have no. to, but yeah, it, it's like, it's radio online. So it's like radio. Well, no, but <laughs> trying to explain it to people. I just say internet radio, internet radio. That's there you go. I say. It's just the easiest way sometimes. Think but of like, it like radio on demand. Radio on demand. Spotify that radio. That's right. That's the best way to describe it. So um, yeah. Yeah. No, I go ahead. No, I was gonna. Not. All I was gonna say was, it's just podcasting is kind of one of those things for me that's like Friday night. I get to hang out with my best friend, and we get to shoot the shit for you know. I mean, we'll. I mean, I'm sure you guys are the same. Him and I will sit here for at least an hour, hour and a half, just BSing beforehand mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't even make it on the radio to the point where I've started like, as soon as we sit down, I just hit record. Oh yeah, because sometimes there's a gem. If you listen to the show, we have like the warning in the beginning, and then our song, our intro song. But every now and then there's something between it. And that's usually some little gem that somebody said before the show is even going live that or his mom walks into the to, to his apartment. Just the, there's nothing more stereotypical. Mom, I'm podcasting. I told you I was busy. And she does. She'll come in. She'll be like, I'm going to the store. I got to go to the CVS, Gregory. I was thinking I'm going to get some stuff like some case of water because they got it on sale. It's like 79 cents for a 24th. Day. And she just goes on. We're like, we're on the air. Mom, we're on the air. And she's like, oh, you guys are doing the podcasting. That's awesome. OK, well, I'll just be quick. <laughs> so I don't, I don't get why you guys have not capitalized on it at this point. Like just oh, have, on his mom, like just like two minute segments of just his mom going like just ranting. <laughs> What what's mom up to today? <laughs> oh my god! Well, you know it's funny because for us, I we have a cat in the house, and his name is Maze, named after okay. Mazikin from Lucifer. From Lucifer, because we didn't know if he was a boy or a girl when we first got him. Because like literally, long backstory, we had uh, wild cats. A wild cat gave birth under our deck. Oh, and I remember it was like four thirty in the morning, and I'm sitting down here because this is like my space in the morning. My gym's over there behind the wall. My podcast stuff, my computer's here, and I hear meowing. I'm like, "What the hell is that? Why is there meowing going on? I must be going crazy because I hate cats." But lo and behold, Mama Cat gave birth four kittens, and somehow we ended up adopting one, and now he's our forever cat. But we call him the Podcat because there are plenty of times where he'll be like up here on the table, like playing with the microphones or like hiding behind the computer. We get more likes on our Instagram page for Maze the Podcat than we ever do for any of our like actual podcast posts. That's funny. I debated. Well, that, that, that's like my favorite murder. 
I don't know if you're familiar with that podcast. No, no. Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, they're comedians and actresses. They're friends with like, they're Hollywood people, but they have a podcast called My Favorite Murder where they talk about, you know, famous serial killers, famous crime things, but not, they do it from the perspective of like, we want to tell the story of the victims and the people whose lives were affected by these people. We're not glorifying the people, but she had a cat. His name was Elvis. And every, it became a thing on the show. She would go, Elvis, she'd go, Elvis, you want a cookie? And the cat would go, and that became the outro to their show. And everybody, they have shirts with Elvis on it. So you guys need a podcast shirt. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is a brat and just trying to get pictures of him sometimes. He's a pain in the ass. I'm surprised he's not down here annoying me because I left the door open, dummy. I'm I'm still waiting for my fun fact fanny pack. You know, it's funny you bring up the fun fact fanny pack because I'm, I'm still pushing for it. But I think we're gonna we we gotta redo our store because we have one sweatshirt on there, and obviously it's getting close to sweatshirt. I want to redo all of our shirts. I know you have an original multiverse fan cast shirt, the white shirt with the logo. Yep. I wanna, but unfortunately, just the way that the shirt design came out, it just didn't look good. So basically, that shirt has or the the logo has the white background. It's right. not just the shield. I really wanted to do a blue shirt. And that, like, almost very Superman style. So we got, we got, I was just, gonna say, like, Superman blue. We got the, tw- the we light gotta, Superman blue. We just gotta tweak it a little. Just gotta, you know, tweak it just a little and then redo our cinematic adventure shirt. Redo. I'll tell you this don't ask an art teacher to tweak it. No. Cause you'll never get it back. Never. And never. it won't look exactly how you like. I just need, I just need the shield. I just need to, just that. That's right. That's all. Yeah, we 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 always steal your guys. We don't steal a fun fact fanny pack. We have our own fun fact knapsack. Oh, that see, that's still plagiarism. I'm gonna come at you for that. You know what though? <laughs> and, it, and every time we say that, Grego go, bam! It's Oz. I stole it. <laughs> he, he does a Dyson impersonation. But you I'm know like, it, why? At the end of the day, it's the it's the greatest form of flattery. Like you know, you and I are always talking about podcasting. We're always talking about the nerdy right. stuff and just the fact. It's like you said. The best podcasters are the ones that support other podcasters. Yep. So I, I was busting John's chops because he'll – so every Friday, I'll do Fan Feedback Friday. And then I'll walk away from my computer and I won't touch my phone because I want to just let it kind of do its thing. Not 15, 20 minutes later, it's either going to be, oh, John was looking for you or there's John walking down the hall. Did you see my answer to Fan Feedback Friday? It's a doozy or something like that. And I'm just and I, go, I always I, go the other direction. I know. I'm, I love last week's because everybody's like, Batman could beat up Iron Man. It's all like Marvel DC stuff. And I just went with the reality. Yeah. Everything's pushed back a year. Oh, God. And that one hurt the most because it was oh. the real one. Yep. One of our other That's listeners, why- he wrote, uh, Stanley's overrated. I was like, oh, no. No, no, that, that you'll get people burning your house down with pitchforks. Oh my god, I, I, it makes me wonder. Like the most toxic fandoms, I really, I still always put Star Wars at the top. Star Wars is the, the, like the most vicious oh, fandom because yeah. Star Wars has like so many different facets of fandom. Even me, like, I remember once I posted like on Facebook like years ago. I was like, "You're not a real Star Wars fan if you can't name any of the planets." Like, and, no. and then somebody wrote, well, I'm actually a Star Wars fan, but like, I'd watch it because I, I was like, oh, and here's my first taste of it. It is wild. Yep. You know, fandoms People, are crazy. Angry typing person. They're just like. With the, with the right at their face. And they're just. And then they hit. Show him. He's never going to see this one coming. But like, I, I love, though, interacting with, you know, like you go to Comic-Con and everybody's just in a good mood there. Oh, yeah. 
everybody I, was happy. I, I give you credit for going. You said it, it's like I just can't deal with those crowds now. Yeah, uh, so I went for the first time in 2017, and my sister knew somebody who's working there. So we actually got four day passes for like for free. Not VIP okay. or anything, just like we could just, you know, go in. I think next year we might look into VIP because we went very last minute to this one and we paid $60 a ticket. Right. I would rather start saving now, just put a little money aside and go bananas. My wife and I are already talking about cosplay for next year, hopefully. We were going to dress up this year, but A, too short notice, and B, yeah, I really don't want to get on the train at a Southeast train station and no. take the train. We did get on the train, and then a He-Man walked on, which was hilarious. Oh, God. Like in like the fake muscle suit, like all the foam. I was like, that is hilarious. Well, and th- that's the beauty of Comic-Con is like people don't give the people with like the cheesy store-bought costumes crap. No. There's like, you're just here expressing your fandom. That's it. It's cool. Great. Welcome. Thank you. Oh my God. Comic-Con, even though the crowds suck and people are like so oblivious while they're there to like spatial awareness, still the friendliest people you will ever yep. meet. Like if your costume's falling apart, oh, let me help you with that. Let me tie this. And then I got this glue and like they'll, they'll help. They'll, they're just out a sewing kit. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they want to take pictures and they, like, I remember my first oh, year, yeah. I just wore a Superman shirt, like a nice Under Armour Superman shirt. And like some guy dressed as Goku was holding a Superman cape and people were like, oh, take a picture with him. I was like, why? Why? Why are you telling me this? But for me, like I've never dressed up and gone to Comic-Con because that's also like the stereotype. Whenever I tell people that I went that I'm going to Comic-Con or I went to Comic-Con, they're like, oh, are you going to dress up? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, pants, mm-hmm. a shirt. Let's put on a tuxedo. Full tuxedo. Go James Bond. Oh, wrong convention. Full tuxedo with a tray. I'll just go as Alfred. See, done. You don't even need to. Just carrying around a small Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Yeah, I I went to Comic-Con way back. I remember going to Comic-Con when it was like you showed up at the gate like, oh, Comic-Con, here's 10 bucks and just go in. Mm -hmm. And now it's just... uh, The past couple of years, I didn't... A couple of years ago, I bought the the teacher pass. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it was like 65 bucks and it was for the entire four days. That's awesome. And I never went. Why? Because as, as it got close, I was like, the anxiety of the crowds and parking and all that stuff. I was like, I just don't want to deal with all those people. Yeah. So, and did- the line. We went with my, I'm sorry, we went with my brother. My brother was friends, like one of his clients or a friend of his is one of the head muckety mucks, the company that used to organize Comic Con. Right. It was like the real something or whatever. Oh, but, hey, hey, hey. Real, real, real pop? Yes, real pop. So him, he got free passes for him and his son, and I bought passes for me and my kids. And we went, and the line was around the block. Yeah. So I was like, I got this. And they're like, what? I was like, just trust me, I got it. I went up to the door, and I was like, I went up with my daughter, and I was just like, oh, my God, my daughter has to go to the bathroom. I was like, my brother's right over there. I just pointed at the door. I was like, my brother's right over there with my nephew. Can you please let my daughter go in so she can go to the bathroom? Because there's nowhere for her to go to the bathroom out here. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, and she showed her pass. And like, yeah, go ahead. And they let her go in. I went two doors down. I was like, look, I got separated from my kid. She's right there. Yes. And she's inside. And me and my son are outside. <laughs> and she's alone inside without us. And I wave. And she's like, and she's doing like the shrug. Like, what do I do? And the guy goes, oh, my God. Here, go, go, go in. And we just cut the whole line by pulling that. So we we accidentally, quote unquote, cut the line. We so basically the line to Comic Con went around the corner, but it was at one point it was just constantly moving. So we thought it was the crowd. So we just kind of walked into the crowd 
And we found out, oh, we just cut half the line. Oh, well. It was Comic Con was a weird beast though this year. Like they 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 touted how important masks were and how masks were mandated. Nobody at the door stopped you. Well, yeah, it's like what is it? Woodstock '99. Basically, I think there was like one we're, we're, one poor teenager who was like trying to give out masks to people. He's like, "Can you guys put on your mask?" And everybody's like, "Well, that's what the security at Woodstock was. It was like, don't bring hey, don't bring guys, drugs. Did you guys not do? Oh, whatever, man." Can you guys bring hey, the orgy? We'll let you in for free and give you this nice shirt if you just uh, do crowd control. The, the orgies are over there in the parking lot, not in here. Oh, okay. Too late. And the, and you saw what a disaster that was. And that was one of the movies Greg and I talked about on the show was like that special about Woodstock. It was an HBO thing. Of course, HBO does something or Netflix doesn't, and then Hulu does a documentary too. But it was the one that was on H- Netflix, I think it was. All about the what a disaster the last Woodstock was. Oh, I can imagine. I got to check it out because that's Cause actually... they they just went full commercial and it was just like ban- like you know bands that what are they doing here? And when they brought out people like Cheryl Crow and like the crowd was like throwing stuff at her because they wanted to see like the Rage Against the Machines and the Metallicas and all yes. those bands. And... Man, Rage Against the Machine. What a time you know what it was? was. It was it was nineties you know bro dude frat boy time right and that's what showed up at woodstock and you put that stereotype in that tight little setting with tons of alcohol and then you can't bring anything in a bottle of water is like in the 90s five dollars for a bottle of water and they ran out the porta potties were overflowing like that it was just a disaster oh i can only imagine and again no security no security's overrated you know that well it was it was at griffith's air force base on the on the runway so mm-hmm. they got all these people out on a hot asphalt runway. Oh, God. I can't. And no water. Well, on that lovely note, we are getting uh, close to our, our cut yes. time. So really quick, just a quick question. What did you find to be the most challenging part of starting a podcast? You know, trying to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, it, being consistent will will go a long way if people expect you're going to put out a show every Monday at 5 a.m. Or you're going to be live every Friday at 7 once you start deviating from that, I found, I I feel like you're gonna you lose a lot of audience. Is right. I mean, we go every Monday morning five a well six, five a.m. The audio version comes out on all platforms, mm-hmm. so that's very consistent. That's kind of our bread and butter. We go live because I feel like the energy of being live, even if we only have like five people watching us live, you know that energy kind of drives the show. But getting that consistency and finding the time to like be scheduled and that's the hardest part right you know everybody's got i mean there's only two of us i mean you guys have three one person's got a wacky schedule the whole show's thrown off exactly so i'm trying to get everybody to get their own portable mics bring them home we can just zoom it well that's what we've done too. equipment too. having two locations you got to have double the equipment you know, it'd be nice if we could have one location, but it's not feasible. Yeah, it's no, just I, not. I feel that. Unfortunately, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it so we we have more than one location. <laughs> I got the opposite problem at this point. But uh, for anybody who is interested in listening to Hey Pal, what's new? What are the best ways they can listen to your show? On Spotify, on Apple, iTunes, podcasts, anywhere you find your podcast. We're on uh, Pandora. Mm-hmm. Where else? Everywhere. iHeartRadio. Now you Amazon. guys, you guys don't have your own site or anything like that yet. We do. We've had oh, our own do. site for a while. It's it's heypalwhatsnew.com. We also we also did well, this is uncensored, so yeah, go we for also it. did buy the the web address for gothichandjobs.com. 
Yes. Which points right to our site. And as I said, we are rebranding our umbrella of our platform as Sack of Sin Entertainment, which we've already gotten sackofsin.com and sackofsinentertainment.com. Oh, that's awesome. somebody scoops. I can't, you know, I couldn't believe Gothic Handjobs was still available. I, I always like an available Gothic Handjob. That's a... Don't tell my wife. <laughs> Who she doesn't? doesn't? My wife doesn't listen. It's fine. This my wife does. That's the, that's the, that's the hardest part. There you go. There's the hardest part of a podcast, getting your spouse to listen. Oh my God. My wife has listened. I remember when we first started dating, she found the podcast and cause we had just like kind of, we started dabbling again, but she's like, I listened to your podcast, but I have no clue what you're talking about. Cause my wife's, my wife's very selective in her nerd stuff. Like there are some okay. things she's super nerdy about. And then other things she's like, she didn't watch like arrow and stuff like that. But like, movies she loves comic book movies you know she love she never watched star wars but she could tell you every wrestler from like 1912 on forward like that's she she's got some things that she's super nerdy passionate about but you know sometimes they mesh and then sometimes they don't which is fun though because i get to learn new things i'm right. all about it so that is going to wrap us up john thank you so much because yep. like literally thank i threw the, i threw this at john maybe Today. like 12 hours ago <laughs> I was like, John, what are you doing tonight around seven? He's like, I was like a deer caught in headlights. I'm like, are we going on a date? Should I wear something nice? <laughs> and then I'll put on my tux. And then even better at six thirty, I was like, John, I'm running late because my wife needed something. It was dinner for the record, and that's a whole other story. But oh, that, that's fine because I was panicking because at six thirty, I had just finished making dinner. <laughs> I was trying to get everybody fed, and I was like, I gotta go downstairs. You guys don't even know I've got a very important thing. That's right. <laughs> But John, seriously, so, thank you. I can't wait to, you. and even more fun, we get to talk about this at work tomorrow. Yes. We get I get to, to tell the other guys that did it and they're going to make fun of us. I love it. I'm so excited. But Especially Chris. Especially. He keeps asking what my what my podcast is. I'm like, shut up, Chris. He asked me, they asked me today again. I told them and they're like, hold on, let me. Uh, and then it's like okay. watching, you know, Neanderthals, love them to death, yep. but like trying to watch them use technology is always fun. But uh, if you guys are looking for more of our content, don't forget our website, themisfitfaction.com. Also, you can find us on every social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just type in uh, The Misfit Faction or MF Uncensored. Sorry, you'll find some of our stuff. So that is going to wrap us up again. John, thank you so much for jumping in. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week.